This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the podcast, beautiful friends. Today, I have an incredible guest. Many of you might know her from Instagram, YouTube, her podcast. I am chatting with Liv from Keep Up With Liv. She hosts the Live Well podcast. She is on Instagram, YouTube at Keep Up With Liv, and she is trained as a naturopathic doctor. She is an Akashic Records reader, medical intuitive. She is an high 70 energy healer. She will be soon certified. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, we have, we have that to her quote unquote resume. I just love Liv so much, love her energy. We have so much in common, which is why I think we we connected so well and really hit it off. She really understands, obviously, this is her work, the energetic side of healing. And, and when she's focusing on helping people heal their bodies, she works on all planes. So looking at nutrition, lifestyle, supplementation, suppressed emotions, the energetics. I I love when I find somebody who is a naturopath has has that training in addition to working in the intuitive space and in this podcast we talk about her approach and how she works with clients and uh, a lot of, you know, how she views things and her process is very similar to my philosophy. So we have a lot in common there. We talk about healing from chronic illness, the energetic causes of of bloating and weight gain. We talk about loving yourself, real self-love. We talk a lot about boundaries. We talk about the Akashic Records. We talk about a high, lots of good stuff. Had so much fun chatting with Liv. We have a very similar style. If you aren't already familiar with her, we're very... We're both very to the point, straightforward, call it like we see it. (laughs) So we have a lot in common there. And if you're not already connected to her, make sure you head over to her Instagram, keep up with Liv, check out her podcast. I'll be on there soon. So you can check out our conversation when, whenever that comes out, head over to her YouTube. She has so many incredible recipes paleo, grain-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, all that fun stuff. And she's just such a great resource for like truly a holistic approach to health and healing because she covers the nutrition, the mindset, the energetics, true self-love. She gets the woo and the science. So yeah, I just love her, love her energy. She has so much wisdom. She is incredible at what she does. So I can't wait for you all to learn more from Liv. She is a wealth of knowledge and I am sure you're going to enjoy this conversation as much as I do. If you do, make sure you take a screenshot, share it to social media, and tag both me and Liv so that we can repost and say thank you. Always love to hear when you are listening to the episodes. 
And before we jump into it, I want to announce today's giveaway winner. So the way this works is I pick a winner every other week and you receive a free card pull from me. It can be about whatever you want. It can be a general reading. It can be about a specific question. So send it in. All you have to do to enter the giveaway is leave an iTunes rating and review. Take a screenshot and email it to podcast at christinathechannel.com. That enters you in. And then I announce the giveaway winners on the podcast. So to claim your prize, all you have to do is email podcast at christinathechannel.com and let me know what you want me to uh, do the card pull around and we can get that to you. So this week's winner is, I need a drum roll for this. You can just hear that clear audiently. Okay, this week's giveaway winner is Mianda Thwaites. Not sure if you pronounce it Thwaites or Twaites. So forgive me, but I'm sure you know who you are. She said, my favorite podcast, five stars. Thank you. This is such a great podcast. Christina is honest, grounded, and to the point. She offers so much insight and advice that has been so helpful for me. Thank you so much. I appreciate these iTunes ratings and reviews more than I can tell you. It is you, you listeners, you incredible supporters that allow me to be able to do this, to be able to produce this content. So I appreciate it so much. So, Mianda, congratulations to claim your prize. Just shoot an email over to podcast.christinathechannel.com and let us know what you want the card pull to be around. And if anyone else listening wants a chance to win free card pull for me, then make sure you send in your iTunes rating and review and you'll be entered. Super simple and you are helping me out in the process. So thank you. So that's the announcement for this episode. Let's hop into this conversation. So enjoy this chat with Liv. One of my favorite health hacks is using Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex. I became obsessed with apple cider vinegar about five years ago. It changed my life. I always struggled with imbalanced blood sugar. I would have energy crashes. I would have mood swings. I would have intense sugar cravings. My appetite was out of control. And something that helped me so much was apple cider vinegar and taking that every single day. The thing is, and people who know me know, I used to literally carry a huge jar of apple cider vinegar everywhere, which was kind of a pain in my butt. And it actually started to have negative effects on my enamel because I would drink it all the time, diluted, of course. But Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex makes it so much easier to get the benefits of apple cider vinegar for balancing my blood sugar and my gut health. I noticed a huge difference in my digestion when I take apple cider vinegar. This supplement makes it so much easier to get those benefits. And I don't have any of the downsides of having to carry around a big bottle of ACV or having those negative effects on my teeth. Paleo Valley uses all organic ingredients and the supplement has a blend of organic ACV, lemon, Ceylon cinnamon, ginger, and turmeric. Super high quality and so effective. If you are looking to balance your blood sugar, reduce sugar cravings, help your digestion, and even help stop some heartburn symptoms, then check this out. I also want to give a shout out to Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex, one of my favorite products ever. It is so hard to find a high quality vitamin C and this is the best vitamin C I have ever used. I've tried so many. If you've been on any type of detox protocols, I'm sure you know how important a vitamin C is. Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex is made up of three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, 
amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Most vitamin C supplements are derived from GMO corn and have just ascorbic acid, but Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex has the full spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C. This is amazing for helping to boost your immune system, support detoxification. It helps to boost energy, reduce fatigue. It can also help to combat weight gain and helps to regulate your stress hormone. And with all of the focus around boosting the immune system right now, I think this is so helpful for everybody to have in their supplement cabinet. Remember that all Paleo Valley products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. I am obsessed. So if you want to try out either of these supplements or any of Paleo Valley's other products, just head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina for 15% off. That's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A will get you 15% off. All right, Liv, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so excited to have you here. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I actually am getting back into more guests. I know you listen to the show. I went through a phase of like no guests. Now I'm bringing them back on. Obviously very excited to have you here. And before this, I was just tuning in and I've decided I want to start with rapid fire questions. So you're going to be the first person. Amazing. Well, first of all, thanks you for having me. Um, I'm honestly honored to be on your podcast. It is definitely one of the ones I listen to religiously. So now I get to hear myself on your podcast, which is going to yeah. be, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for the rapid fire. All right. You are ready. All right. So my first question is how do you like to start your day? Meditate. I find that like when I start my day meditating, cause you're still kind of in that, like coming out of sleep state, your brain is more like the directors for reprogramming is just a great way to kind of start the day. And then that way it starts it off on a good note. Meditate. Do you read it? Do you meditate in bed or do you like have a little routine? I have to get up. If I'm still laying in bed, I'll just fall back asleep. So I have to like sit up and go to my couch. I can't otherwise. Yeah. Back to sleep. We go. Okay. So you meditate. What time do you wake up? I don't set an alarm. So whenever my body wakes up, I'm trying to get more into like honoring it. And like yeah. some days at six, some days at seven. Who knows? It's whenever, whenever it signals me also depends on how much it kept me up last night, astral traveling. That also mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. That's it. That, that can be a problem. Um, <laughs> so then what do you do after you meditate? Oh, full morning routine. Okay. Then I make coffee. I like to read a book in the morning, set my tone for the day. So like a chapter, like anywhere from 10 to 15 pages of something normally like motivational self-help learning something. Uh, I'm not really into fiction books. So it's normally like either spiritual manifestation, something like that. Then I like to move in the day. So I'll do a short workout. It's normally like a low impact Pilates or a little bit of strength, never like a CrossFit or hit. That's going to, you know, just drain me. Uh, and then yeah, I kind of start my day. All right. Good stuff. What are you reading right now? Oh, what is it called? It's one by the Esther and Jerry Hicks. It's like the art of allowing or no, okay. something about the deliberate intent, the power of deliberate intent. I haven't read that one yet. And I've loved the other books and something that I'm trying to like work on is allowing more. So I feel like this mm. is like, oh, right up my alley and I'm halfway through and I really like it. A lot of good reminders in there. Okay. I love that. I haven't read any of the, I haven't read any books from, from Abraham. So I'm going to send you my book when it's out and then you can oh. read it and let me know. Like, I'm so excited <laughs> for your book. Let me tell you. I'm excited. I'm super excited too. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be great. So yeah, you can like see how the difference is in different, because those are all channeled, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, okay, awesome. Okay, next question. What's a product you're really into right now? It could be food, it could be clothes, it could be skincare, it could be crystals, it could be whatever, whatever you're, something you want, you want to give a shout out to that you're super into. You're going to laugh because I'm really into Organifi. <laughs> This is not sponsored. It might be. I wish. Like you talk about it all the time. And I was like, okay, if Christina's talking. The amount of stuff you've gotten me into that. And I mean, I'm just anything you recommend. I try it. But honestly, it's a game changer. I now start my morning. Oh, I meant to mention the Organifi. I guess my morning routine, but that was like after the, I get ready and shower, but like that or the red juice, they're so good. And I love the ingredients. I love the red juice as like a, a caffeine free in the afternoon. So I know that you talked about that. So people listening are going to know, but this is me telling everyone listening that they actually are legit. They mm-hmm. are that good. And it's by far the best green juice I've ever tasted. And you yes. know, you've probably tasted like as many green juice powders as I have. And like, I have a high tolerance for bad tasting things. Same. And like, no, <laughs> I know. It's like, I always, it's like, people like us, I'm like, I could eat dirt and I think it tastes really great. Right. And so if something tastes bad to me, it it's not good. And a lot of green powders are not good. I feel like I feel such a distinct shift in my vibration when I drink Organifi, like it is palpable. I'm drinking, I'm drinking chocolate gold right now. I have a leftover. Yeah. Yeah. I have it. <laughs> so there we go, everybody. You've, you've heard it from Liv herself. I'm not just making this up. <laughs> You're not. But I do think part of the intention of like why we feel like the change of vibration is also like the founder behind Organifi, like Drew Canoli. I feel like just his resonance and his frequency and his intention behind the product is also so different. And I think there's the power behind that as well. It's like how the food we eat or the animals we eat, you can feel the power and the energetics behind that. I think you feel his energy, his mission, his values that come through the product itself. Yeah. Oh, not totally. <laughs> no, no, totally. But that's why, like, you know, when, with the, the products that I, or the companies that sponsor me, like I talk about the brands, like so much of what I'm looking for in a brand is I like to get to know the founders and the why and the mission, because it's true. It like that literally bleeds into the, the quality of the product themselves. So I totally feel you. So We'll get more into the vibration of food, I'm sure, in, in a bit. Um, that leads me into number question number three. What is a topic you're really into right now? It could be like, it could be something you're covering in business, but it could be just personal. Like, what are you just like really into thinking about Googling, podcast listening to? What are you into? Understanding more astral traveling and how to like remember things more and how yeah. to like, deliberately like lucid dream or deliberately like leave your body with an intention to go somewhere versus like letting them control everything. So like setting the attention before I go to sleep, I'm going to go here, there, like how we leave our body, what we can do, what we can do. And like the realm and like what part is dreams, what is not dream, how to decipher, you know, when you're astral traveling versus when you're dreaming, when like actually your mind just playing out your subconscious fears, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually read a book. It's how to, how to astral travel actual travel and something to mention anyways yeah um, not really interesting but I think that whole realm is just the fact that we go to sleep and there's so much we don't understand about what the hell happens to us when we go to sleep for eight hours like if you think that we stay there mm-mm. there's yeah. so much we don't know and yeah googling all everyone's theories what we can do what we can't do what it all means I just think it's so interesting 
It is. Well, and I forget who I was, who was talking about this. I was just listening to somebody talk and they were saying, you know, it's such bullshit that, you know, we have all this stuff going on in dreams and we just like kind of throw it out of like, oh yeah, you're sleeping. You're not active. We're like more active there than we are here. You know, there's so much in dreams. I think this just goes into like all of the things that we are that, that are downplayed, that are actually of the utmost importance, because what would that lead us to under, understanding? Um, so yeah, you know, like there's so much work that can be done in the astral, so much healing. I feel like that's coming up big time for a lot of people. Like, you know, sometimes in dreams, which may or may not be astral traveling, depending on what the person's bringing up, but like sometimes clients will be like, I don't, I don't know why this keeps popping up for me. I thought I was over this. And it's like, sometimes it's coming up because it's literally clearing healing in the dream itself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can become a different person when you go to sleep. I always say like, you know, put that time to good use. When you go to sleep, set your intention. What's the work you're going to do? What are you going to clear? What are you going to expand? What are you going to create? And like, you can wake up and I've done so much work when, when you're sleeping. So very into it. Love that. Love that. Okay. Last question. You can choose any of these or all of them. If you know all of them, do you know? The human design, energy type, authority, profile, astrology, and or Enneagram. Okay. I'll just say all the ones I know, because I don't know all the, I haven't memorized my human design breakdown, but I am hundred percent a projector. And oh my God, when I learned this game changer, I recently listened to your human design one. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, how mm-hmm. all the things you listen to now I know my digestion type. And I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. What is yours? buzzing and nervous touch, which is interesting. It's like, I, you know, we always hear like, Oh, make sure you're in a calm space, Mm -hmm. everything like you're just eating. But apparently for me, no, I'm supposed to be eating in a very excited way and preferably standing up, which Mm -hmm. like, I never would have done that. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, also learning that I was a specific manifester in human design also changed things for me. So on that, I'm also an Enneagram three, which yeah, that resonates a lot. And I am a Sag rising and Sag sun, which I'm very fiery and blunt. So that's very accurate. But then I have a little bit of a grounding Taurus moon, which thankfully keeps me ground. Cause otherwise if I was full fire, I'm already enough fire. Yeah. I see that. Do you, do you know your North node? No, you should no, look I'm into that. It. You'll get really into it. North node stuff is super, super interesting. Uh, I think you'll really like that. Uh, okay. That's so interesting because I would not have guessed you're a projector. Everyone says that to me, like, how are you a projector? The amount of stuff you do is like a generator. And I think it's like, I want to be a generator so bad. And I have the ambition of a generator, but the capacity of a projector. And that's like one of my life lessons is to learn how to be a projector. Well, the thing is that, I mean, I wouldn't say any type is more or less ambitious than another, right? Like you can be very ambitious and be any type. I think that uh, and there are some projectors that, you know, the, the, the suggestion to work like three to four hours, I feel like there's so much room. That's just like a generalization, but there are, there are projectors who really can energetically handle like more work. So I think there's that, that difference between people, but also, you know, what if you could work less hours, but create so much more and bring so much more in when you're actually, you know, it's like, I don't know, I'd be curious to see. I kind of already told you that early, like before I've like, eh, maybe you should <laughs> try this, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I, I just like to, to learn about people. The Sag I can see, love that. Yeah. Look into your North node. Okay. Good stuff. I love this. So, and, and what's interesting about 
like the digestive type is, I'm sure you've had the same experience. Like when I was in the nutrition space and then I started getting more and more into energy, I started to realize like, holy shit, a lot of the things that I really firmly believed nutritionally based on the science, the more I get into energetics, I feel like there are so many more exceptions or like what I believed around food was, was completely Mm. different. Um, I'm curious, like what that journey has been like for you, like have any of your like beliefs around nutrition or like kind of what you learned in school compared to what you, you know, suggest now, or even how you live, have you noticed that shifted the more you've gone into, um, you know, doing your intuitive work and energy healing? I've definitely noticed that it's shifted. And I feel like I'm actually still in the middle of this journey of understanding I think what percent of it is energetics and how powerful energetics can be over all food and everything, even more than the nutrition of the actual food and how like, while yes, it's important, we're not going out and eating McDonald's every day, but that the energy, like you can eat, you know, paleo keto, really clean, no canola oil, no gluten, but still like be like shit every day and you change your energy and that's what ends up changing everything. So I think the biggest thing that's shifted for me was realizing, oh, it's like 80% energy, 20%, you know, what you're actually eating versus the other way around. Like, oh, just eat clean and you'll be fine. And I think it was mainly through my own personal journey through like eating clean all the time. And I was like, well, why am I so exhausted all the time? Like I'm gluten-free, grain-free. I don't eat hydrogenated oils. I meditate. I work out. Like, why do I still feel shitty? And it's the energy behind everything. It's your mindset. It's clearing emotional trauma. It's, you know, releasing guilt. It's doing all that other stuff that actually has so much more of an impact on your health than we realize, or are we eating from a place of self-punishment and because we hate ourselves and we want to make ourselves smaller. And is that why we're eating, you know, chicken and vegetables, or are we doing it from a place of love? You know, there's even times where I've had people eat gluten and they were really scared. Like, Oh, I'm going to get bloated. I'm going to break out. But they just have the tension. Like, no, this is going to feel me and nourish me. And they didn't break out, you know, in a demon hives. And normally they have big allergic reaction to the point where they can't open their eyes, but they set that intention with their food and they didn't have a reaction. And that, that to me is so powerful. Like that's, that's crazy. And that shows you not only the power of the mind, but also the power of the energy you're putting behind your food. And so the more I go into this and the more I realize it's like, oh yes, that's important. Obviously we want to fuel ourselves, but it's also, where is your energy coming from with this? You can charge your food to do absolutely, you know, anything you want. And the example I always give to clients or, and I've talked about even on my podcast is the water experiment. You know, they talk to water one way and I'm sure you've heard about this called it, you know, you're beautiful. You're amazing. And the other one, they said, you're ugly or this, and that changed the molecular structure of the water. So obviously the way we talk is going to change the molecular structure of our food, our bodies. And so we can charge it up with like love, nourishment, abundance, you know, whether we're no matter what we're eating and we're going to receive that frequency with which we charge it with. Versus if we're charging it with like, you haven't fit into those summer shorts yet. And you're so ugly in this and you're eating your chicken and broccoli without energy. That's going to have a massive different effect. Totally. And it's, it's funny because I see a lot of people, I I think of like people I know from maybe high school or like extended family who are not really in this whole space. And I kind of just observe their path. And a lot of them have like wanted to diet and I have watched them eat the same thing, like these really restrictive diets. And there'll be a period of time where it helped them lose a lot of weight. And then another period of time where they're actually gaining weight, eating the same thing. And they're like, what is going on here? And I'm watching it, seeing what's going on emotionally from the outside, just thinking, well, there's so much more to that, right? Like you can 
eat the same exact foods and get completely different results. And I know for me, like I spent so long trying to fix my chronic gut issues by finding the perfect diet. Like if I just fix this one thing with, with nutrition, right. And I could eat the same thing every single meal for like three years. And I would have some meals where I had a horrible reaction and others where it was great, you know, and I think that can be really hard for people to, Mm. to accept, you know, do you find that with a lot of your clients, like actually getting them to, to believe that? Honestly, a lot of them come to me already like that. A lot of them come Mm. to me being like, live, I'm paleo, I'm gluten-free. I've been this way, but I'm bloated after every meal. I have no energy. I'm this, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've tried everything, you know, Mm -hmm. in quotations. And it's, I have, they know they're like, there has to be something missing. And I tell them, yeah, it's the emotional, it's your guilt, it's your shame. It's everything else that you're holding onto energetically that actually needs to be released. You know, whether it is weight or whether it's manifesting as gut issues or skin issues like eczema, psoriasis, all of those things. I think people are starting to clue in more and more. I just wish that they didn't have to hit rock bottom and suffer for so long before they realized, you know, that they had to work on the energetics and the emotions behind it. Yeah, totally. Well, I kind of want to backtrack for a second because I want you to explain a little bit of your own, your own journey, your own health journey. Like how did you get, how did you get here? What led you here? For those of you who don't know, I do have a background of being a naturopath. And so I do remember like at first I was going to go to med school and become a doctor, like a regular MD family doctor. That didn't resonate with me because I, in undergrad was very tired. I was exhausted all the time. Did not have the energy to get out of bed horrible gut health, heart palpitations. And they're like, you're normal. You're fine. It's like, but no, I'm not fine. Like, no, well, your tests are normal. So there's nothing we can do. (laughs) Okay. And a friend actually recommended to go see a naturopath. And I went and I remember, I always say there was that, that one appointment changed my life because it's like the clouds, you know, parted. And I was like, wow, this is what I'm supposed to do. I felt seen. I felt heard. Someone told me that not only, you know, do we hear you and do we know that there's something wrong, but we can actually fix you. And, you know, fast forward four years after going through school and going through that route, now having people come to me the same thing and they're crying. They're like, you listen to me. I finally feel heard. I'm like, yeah, because unfortunately they're not trained in the same stuff we are. They unfortunately have outdated information. And so by me healing myself and going through my own journey of like, I realized that like, they don't have all the answers and I wanted to get to the root cause. I didn't want a band-aid approach for, you know, why I was breaking out or, you know, told like, oh, you're, you're tired. Cause you're in college. I'm like, well, no, like I can't get out of bed. Like that normal is fatigue is, is not normal. I can't eat anything without being bloated. Like that's not normal. And so that really inspired me to, you know, get to not only the root cause of my issues, but then shifted me to be like, okay, this is how I want to help people. I want to help people by getting them to the root cause because I don't want other people to be in my position and to be told that like, oh no, you're fine. You just have to live that way. So then went to school, kind of graduated school and I'd healed a lot of my issues. Like I wasn't as fatigued anymore. Um, I kind of healed more of my Epstein bar, healed my gut health. But of course I felt like there was a puzzle piece missing, but there, I was never fully hundred percent. And it wasn't until I started doing like emotional release work. And I mean, like crying a lot and releasing a lot of like guilt, shame, childhood stuff, setting better boundaries, protection that I realized like, oh, this is what I was missing. Cause I remember crying in the mirror so often, like I eat clean, like I'm gluten-free grain-free and I look six months pregnant every day in the mirror. My face is breaking out. Like I don't eat dairy. Like 
there's no reason why this should be the case. And I felt just so anxious. So almost like I never was like clinically depressed, but like the fact that I was like so upset with my appearance, obviously impacted my confidence. And I'm like, well, who am I to be helping other people when I feel anxious? And it wasn't until like, I was like, then I started searching more because I'm the type I am like an all or nothing, zero to hundred. There is an answer. I never like lost hope. I just kept trying new thing after new thing. But unfortunately I was trying different supplements, different diets, different, like I went vegan for a bit. I went this and I went that, but it wasn't until I, you know, honestly had a spiritual awakening and started becoming more like emotional, energetic that I started to see, oh yeah, it's because I have guilt. Oh yeah. It's because I have shame. Oh yeah. I need to release, like, you know, love myself more. And you know, all that stuff doesn't come after you love yourself. You have to love yourself for your skin to heal, for your gut to heal and all of that. And so then going through that, now I've inspired people or I try to inspire people to do both and to help them on both levels. But if I hadn't gone through that and I always feel like I was meant to go through all of this so that I can help other women like feel seen when they're suffering. Because if I had not felt exhausted, bloated and breaking out for like six years, even though I was eating, you know, healthy, I don't think I would be where I am today. Yeah, totally. I mean, we, we go through what we're meant to teach, right? That firsthand experience is the most valuable experience. And I know for me, whenever I've like looked for people to work with, I'm always looking for somebody who gets it in the sense of you've actually been through like what I am looking to move through as opposed to any letters, Um, you know? So I'm curious, like what you said is really important about you have to love yourself first to like at your state of like, I'm loving myself and and I'm bloated and I have acne and whatever else is going on. And I'm fatigued as opposed to waiting until those are gone to love yourself. And I think that it's such an important concept, but it's really, really hard for people. It's really hard for people to actually do that. I'm curious if you could expand more on how you support people uh, through that and actually being able to, to not wait, because I think that's a huge block for a lot of people is how do I actually love myself while I am in this? Because people will say they are, but they're still waiting until they're through it. Oh, for sure. And I, I'm going to start by saying it's definitely not easy. Like it is hard. It's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to like do heal from. And that's why I get how, you know, especially when so much of our worth is based on our outside appearance, or it's something that we wear on the outside. Oftentimes I feel like it comes down to people's worthiness. They've somehow learned along the lines, whether it's childhood or early adulthood, that they were not worthy and it's made you feel that way then. And so what I try to help people not only reprogram their mind, but try to go back and be like, okay, when did you first feel unworthy? And where did this feeling come from? Because we are all born innately enough and worthy. Like we are worthy because we are born. And it's only things that we've learned throughout our life and our usually childhood and early adulthood that has made us feel not worthy, made us not love ourselves. Whether we compared ourselves to Sally's body or she was this size or they had this skin or this hair or these grades or this college or this material goods, whatever it is. And helping people get back to basically putting their blinders on and understanding that their worth doesn't come from being something or doing something. And it's because they are. And it does take time to kind of reprogram those beliefs. And first up is honestly being aware. Like I help people just be aware. People aren't normally even aware of the fact there's like 20 different types of like negative self-talk. Self-talk is not just like, oh, you look fat. Self-talk is also not being able to take compliments. Negative self-talk is downplaying yourself. There's so many different ways that 
we engage in that we don't even realize. And so the first step is honestly being aware. And I help people just even be aware of how often they're doing it because they may not even realize they go through the day, probably saying 20 bad things about themselves or not accepting compliments. And they don't realize that all of that energetically adds up. So I try to even get people aware, like, okay, when are you doing it? And let's just like be aware first. Then we get into the reprogramming and figuring out, okay, what is it that makes you feel worthy? Do you feel, are you a, you feel worthy when you do things, when you are things and getting them to realize that, you know, they are worthy because they are born. Mm. Can you share like perhaps some of the ways that you were before engaging in negative self-talk that you didn't realize? And then, you know, um, like what, what you realized makes you feel worthy, like just as application example. So like, for example, I've never, well, I never used to be able to receive compliments or I'd brush them off, you know, oh, your hair looks nice. Oh no, it's like five days old or no, this, no, that I've dismissed myself. And now I've trained myself to like accept those compliments without also the need to like reciprocate. Oftentimes I feel like people can't absorb a compliment and they're like, oh yeah, I like your shirt too. Oh yeah. So does yours. But like you being comfortable being seen, I think is like, honestly, the root of that. And I used to feel so uncomfortable being seen especially because I was always told that I was too much, too sensitive. Also later realized that I was sensitive because I was an empath and just couldn't yeah. handle my emotions. But either way, being more comfortable in my authentic self and realizing that like not needing other people to like me because I fully finally accepted me. And I didn't have to try to like not be as sensitive or not be as this or not be as that. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 totally. I think it's just helpful for people to to hear, you know, and I think it's like, it's just bridging these gaps for people. It's like this awareness and then like actually feeling worthy and like what makes you feel worthy, you know? But I think that the awareness thing is really important. Like what you were saying about downplaying, I think that's such a common thing that people do. Like we're, we're so many people are afraid of being too much in general and they don't even realize it, but it's all these ways that we play small. It's, it's also, I see this in business all the time. Like I'm not an expert yet. Like who am I to do this? Like that's going to be a lot. I don't want to speak out. You know, all these are all places that we, I mean, this is energetic constipation. This is keeping ourselves small. And so I think that's really helpful to reframe like what negative self-talk is, because I know there are a lot of people who you might not be thinking like, oh, I hate myself. Oh, I'm fat, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't even like saying that. Right. Like, but it can be showing out, it can be showing up in other behaviors and actions. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, for sure. And also I think how it holds you back and going along with what you said about like how you feel worthy, I think big for me was realizing that like, oh, I'm not worthy if I have this many followers or have this many clients or have this. And more like when you ask me what makes me feel worthy, well, I'm just worthy because I am. And I've had to work really hard by not tying my worthiness, but likes in a post or followers or this or that, or if I do this, or if I'm in a relationship or I have these many friends or I'm this size or this or whatever it is. And I'm like, no, I'm worthy because I am and not looking to external things to make me worthy. Cause at the end of the day, if you stripped all of that away and you had no friends or relationship, you should still feel worthy. Cause if you don't, I can tell you that no matter how much of the stuff you have, it's never going to be enough. Mm. Totally. Totally. I see that all the time. It's like, I was talking about this earlier today. Everybody likes to set all of these goals and want to get there, then I'll be happy. Like it, yeah. and it could be, it could be body, it could be physical, it could be health. It could also be business. It could be relationship. It, that's not the thing, right? If you're, if you're not feeling it right now, you're not going to, you're not going to feel it then it's just a method of distraction. And I, 
I think also, interestingly enough, like this process, I'm curious how this maybe like in your, when you were going through this originally, or if you're seeing this with clients, like how this affects the relationships in their life. I think one thing people underestimate is that they think that they're, well, especially for me, because I do a lot of health, that their health doesn't affect their relationships and the rest of, you know, their life, but they don't realize that their health actually affects the way they show up in their work, the way they show up in their relationships, their ability to have fun with their partner. You know, if you have a lot of like negative self-talk, self-loathing, don't love yourself, and you are eating chicken and broccoli and can't enjoy, you know, Friday night with your boyfriend because you're so scared of getting weight because you hate your body because you're so fat. Well, then that's going to ruin your relationship. If you don't have self-worth because maybe, you know, you're breaking out, you're bloated and that ruins your confidence and you don't have self-worth. And then you're afraid to speak up, you know, at work, and then you're not going to get promoted. Like people don't realize that how they feel about themselves has a ripple effect, friendships, relationships, romantic work, all of that. Even some of my clients, when we work on their self-worth, you know, they've gotten promotions, they've gotten $35,000 raises because we worked on their health and their confidence and their worth and all of that. You know, we've released their trauma and that only not only made them not bloated anymore, but allowed them to attract more in. Yeah. I mean, the number of people who they don't want to have their photo shoot or they don't, they don't want to be a speaker because they need to look different. They feel like they need to look different Mm -hmm. to show up. I mean, it like, it makes me so sad. And also I think a lot of people don't even realize how much energy, how much, how many thoughts go into the health struggles or the way they're looking. Right. Like if you, what, if you didn't have any of those problems that you, these things you think are problems, what would you do with all that open space? Mm. You know, like there, there's, there's so much room. I know for me, like when I, I hit a point where in my health journey, where I was like, okay, this isn't an issue anymore. And I realized, holy shit, I was spending like 80% of my day thinking about health related things. And if everything's chill there, now what do I think about? Mm. <laughs> right. And I think that's also a reason though, that some people their health issues don't go away because that is a way to distract them from dealing with the underlying things. Because it's like, okay, if I don't have my chronic health issues, then I have to look at my relationship or my job or whatever else isn't in alignment. I'm curious how, how much like you see that playing into things as well. I definitely see that. And that's why I always ask people, what are you, especially if people have been maybe suffering for a long time or they're not as on track as I perhaps like them to be. I ask them, what are you afraid of by healing? Like, how will your life change if you do heal or you do lose the weight? Well, some people are afraid of losing the weight because they're afraid they're not going to have friends anymore. You know, some people are afraid of healing because they're not going to maybe get as much of attention because when they maybe are bloated and tired all the time, people are paying attention to them. They're texting them. How are you? Can I get you anything? Well, if I'm healed, then maybe people won't pay attention to me and I'm not going to you know, get as much love. And so I see this all the time is people not only become an identity with what they're suffering with, but they have what is called like a secondary gain in terms of like, as much as they don't like it, there is a component with which it's better, or they would rather have that and get the attention or rather have that and not the other relationship or rather have that and get everything else than to actually heal. And it's a lot more common than I think people think because people don't think about like, of course I want to heal. Of course I want to lose weight or clear my skin or do that. But they don't think about, oh, if I were to actually have that, is there anything I'm afraid of by having it all? Hmm. 
Isn't that interesting? It's, it's kind of like with business, it's like more people are afraid of success than they are a failure. Mm-hmm. That, that is, that blocks more people than, than the fear of failure, right? So it's like safer to keep self-sabotaging. It's so true. My favorite blue blocker company is having a huge sale this month. You guys know I am obsessed with blue blocks. I wear their Sleep Plus Red Lens 100% blue and green light blocking glasses every night to support my sleep. And I wear their blue light clear lens glasses for blue light filtering during the day, working on my computer, on my phone. I need these so that I don't get a migraine or a headache or digital eye strain. I'm also obsessed with their Remedy sleep mask. This is the best sleep mask I've ever used. It's almost like fabric goggles for your eyes. So it blocks out 100% of the light. So if there's any light, you know, poking out through the blinds, my my room is pretty bright. Or if somebody gets up to use the bathroom in the night, it blocks out everything. These will change your life. If you track your sleep with your aura ring or anything else, you'll notice a huge difference in your REM sleep and your deep sleep if you use these products. But I'm just obsessed. They have changed my life. I used to use other blue blockers. I've tried a bunch of different brands and I noticed the difference when I switched to blue blocks. These are 100% backed by the science. They're very specific with the range of blue and green light that they block. And I noticed a huge difference in my sleep, in my hormone balance, in my mood, in my energy the next day. I didn't realize how much I needed these until I had them and they totally changed my life. And blue blocks is having a huge sale this month from June 15th through June 30th. So it's a great time to get a new pair, a new pair of lenses, or your first pair if you haven't tried Blue Blocks yet. So from June 15th through June 30th of 2021, as I'm recording this, if you place an order up to $159 US dollars, you can use the code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's S-A-V-E-2-0. If your order is over $160 US dollars, then you can save 25% with the code S-A-V-E-2-5, save 25. And if your order is over $315, you can save 30% with the code SAVE30, S-A-V-E-3-0. This is a great time to try these out if you haven't already gotten your hands on Blue Blocks products. I like to have multiple frames. My favorites are the Parker frames, the Crystal frames, and the Hudson frames. You can get different frames for different moods. They have so many options. I always get compliments on my blue blockers when I wear them and people see me. They also have a custom-made prescription service, and you can send in your own frames if you want. Plus, with every pair of glasses that you buy from Blue Blocks, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision, who gives them to someone in need. So if you want to get rid of headaches, eye strain from all of this technology. If you want to optimize your sleep, if you want to increase your energy levels and your productivity, balance your hormones, it all start with a pair of glasses. Try out Blue Blocks. Head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. Blueblocks.com slash Christina and check it out. Don't miss this sale. You are not going to want to miss out. I'm curious, and you could go energetic or more physiological here, but we have more chronic illness now than ever before. I'm curious, like why you think that is. To be honest, since you mentioned both, I think it's a combo of both. Obviously like our food isn't the quality it should be. We're not eating the same food grandma ate 50 years ago. So don't get me wrong. That's a component. Our food is modified chemicals, all that crap. But I think the more important thing is that people are, we're very stimulated. Mm. We're filtering through so much more information than we did like 50 years ago. So you're absorbing energy from the stories you watch, the Instagram, the TikToks, the podcasts, the emails. 
we're filtering through so much more energy and then so much more for our body to process stimulation wise. So no wonder like our nervous systems are jacked up. So yes, we have inflammation from the canola oil you know, that's in so many things, but we're also inflamed because we're being so stimulated by so much energy that people are not protecting their boundaries. There's so much like energetic gunk that we're not working through our emotions that we're taught, you know, hustle culture and go, go, go. And we're holding on to guilt and shame that we're not, you know, releasing from childhood. And there's so much more to compare ourselves to. And there's just, I think there's so much more, I don't want to say bad, but so much more opportunity for things to come into our body energetically and physiologically nowadays, that it's really, I think, a matter of being able to process through all of that and being able to actually metabolize not only physically, but energetically, all this stuff. Yeah, totally. I just, I just made a video about, like I was channeling around some things with chronic illness and the thing that, um, it was Archangel Raphael, what he brought up, he was like, like, if you think, if you think back to when you're a caveman, you're not built to keep tabs on thousands of people, right? Like, I mean, really like how big was, was the group you were with? And I remember, and I remember learning this in a psych class in college, like after 150 connections were like maxed out nervous system wise. Like, you know, our groups are much smaller, but after a hundred, like you would never even come across more than 150 people in your life when you're a caveman, you know, you just wouldn't. And so it, it makes, it makes so much sense. I think boundaries, it, it's one of the most difficult things for, for a lot of people. And almost a lot of people think I'm a hard ass, but I'm like, this is what I need to survive to feel okay. I, I would love to talk a little bit more about boundaries and like, what are, what are some things you set up to just manage your nervous system or like top things that you recommend for clients? Of course. And I think also just in terms of chronic illness as well, that without the boundaries, you're setting up yourself also to not like metabolize as much through. And so without the boundaries, that's why the boundaries are important because they basically protect you and you're not being exposed to as much. So that's also why boundaries are so important, I feel like. And I think you are one of the people that I resonate most with when it comes to boundaries. And I think people often think that my boundaries are so intense, but like, I think it was one of your podcasts a while ago when you're like, no, like if you're hanging out with me, like this goes to my Google calendar, you have to book it. Like you cannot just call me. Yeah, exactly. When people just call me, I'm not in a mean way, but who are you to demand my, no. You don't get to just demand my time and I drop everything. So like, that's also in terms of, I think setting boundaries, turning notifications off, unless you absolutely have to, like, I don't have notifications on my phone. So like, I'll get to it when I need to get to it. That's in terms of me is a big thing with boundaries. I also like check in with myself. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. If I'm doing this, like, oh, I should do this. There are no should, there are no people pleasing. I I'm lucky in the fact that people around me, if I, you know, made plans with, you know, Sally or whoever, and I was at my energetic limit, I could tell her that like, I don't have the energetic capacity. And because she is from the same world I am, she's going to understand. But I know a lot of people, you know, aren't unfortunately like that. And they may not have people who understand or who would take it personally. So I think it's really important to, then I ask you, why are you valuing them over your own health? So I think the boundary oftentimes, I think people have trouble setting boundaries because there is an underlying fear of, okay, if I set these boundaries, will I be abandoned? Will I be rejected? Will I not be loved anymore? Will people leave me? And so I think the biggest thing when it comes to setting boundaries is realizing that, you know, what is that underlying fear? Am I afraid that if I tell Christina that I can't hang out today, she's going to stop being my friend. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you're actually afraid of when it comes to setting boundaries? Because if not, anytime you set a boundary, it's going to kind of set off a, a trigger cascade in your body 
where you're not going to even feel good about doing it because you're going to be scared of being left abandoned, whatever it is. So I think a doing that in terms of setting boundaries to get to the root of why you have trouble setting boundaries. I also like to set like my days off or like this, there is, this is not my me time. Like I schedule my me time, like brushing my teeth. And there's like, no, this doesn't come in between that. Like for my clients, my clients know that I check Voxer once a day, that I go and I don't get notifications from Voxer. I go in once a day. These are my times. And I don't respond on Sundays. Sundays is my boundary, my day off. But so many people I find, even my clients, you know, they have their boss text them at nine o'clock at night and they feel like they should respond or they should do work. And I get them to like train their nervous system to start feeling safe. Like, no, it's okay. Like you're turning the notification off. It's most likely not life or death, you know, unless Mm -hmm. they're doctors, you know, or emergency room, whatever. And they're not allowed to go into their phone. Like they have the boundary of like, they tell their boss, no, like I'm going to get to this tomorrow morning or they don't respond until their work hours at eight, 9 a.m. in the morning. And so I think like also getting rid of like the guilt for setting boundaries is huge and being able to remove as much as you can from your nervous system so that you can feel safe within your own space. And then your boundaries might expand. But you need to like, I feel like to me, it's like cleaning the site, like dial all the way back to get back to your energy, set your boundaries, and then your boundaries might expand. But you need to come back to set harsh boundaries first. And I always say the people who will get offended by your boundaries are the people who benefited from you not having them. Totally, totally. I have so much. I mean, I think that like with the phone thing, if this was, if we didn't live in a world where we had cell phones, right? It's so freaking rude. If I'm talking, if I'm doing something, would you come up to me and tug on my shirt? Christina, I need you now. No, no. right. And that, that's how I feel about an unscheduled call, honestly. Right. Or people who like double text, like they send me a text and I don't respond. Hey, where are you? Hey, can you respond? Like, no. Right. I had somebody text me last week and literally say, Hey, I need you to call me right now. And I literally just looked at that. I'm like, I'm literally not responding to this for like three weeks. Like I I will, will not even like, that is so like, I do not function off of somebody else demanding my time. It's so rude. I don't demand anybody else's time that way. You know, it's a respect thing. And I think there's a lot of like entitlement to other people's energy and that's just not how it rolls. And I, my process for setting really good boundaries was I went through like a six month period where I intensely hermited and I, I texted, called everybody in my life. And I said, I'm not talking to anybody for like six months. So love you, but peace out. And I literally was in my bubble for like six months. And then I had to slowly reintroduce. It was like an elimination diet for my life, you know? So totally, totally resonate with, with all of that. And like, even when you're just saying, I mean, it's like, it's laughable the way like when you're saying like are you afraid if you say no i can't hang out that they're gonna not be your friend i'm like that's it's a joke like if i told somebody hey i can't hang out i'm tired and they said i don't want to be your friend anymore i mean that is a joke i don't then i why would i be friends with you like that makes you know it's so ridiculous and as somebody who also on the other side of it i work with a lot of people who are that person that has a million friends And I get to see the back end and I get to see that they're exhausted. They're tired. They're unhappy. They feel like shit and they are afraid to set boundaries. They're afraid to lose their friends. Everybody depends on me. Yeah. I always go out. Yeah. Everybody. I'm the person that's always shows up and they they're falling apart internally, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes people look at that kind of lifestyle and idealize it, or they want to be that person with so many friends, but you don't know what that person is feeling like on the inside. So I'll just offer that as well. And I like what you said about entitled. And I feel like 
not in like a mean way or a way like I think it's just a byproduct of the way, you know, the last like five years have been that people just feel entitled to your energy with Instagram and this and that. There's just so many ways to access your energy. And I think unless you struggle with boundaries or maybe if you struggle with like being an empath and just absorbing so much energy, you just think that, yeah, like, of course I would just text or call you whenever I want you or email you or DM you, or maybe all five at once. I've had people DM me, text me, and then email me and then email me five minutes later. Cause I didn't respond. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Like you've got to be kidding me. I've had that too. Mm-hmm. I, I have had that too, but those are the people that don't have, the, like, they don't have any boundaries themselves, you know? And I have seen my boundaries empower people that I never would have expected to set their own, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we have to realize it's a cycle, like in the workplace, you know, I've had people like, I'm afraid with the boss thing. That's a common one. And I'm like, but what if your boss, what if you were like, you just didn't answer your messages after, and that actually empowered your boss to set their own boundaries. And then the whole work environment shifted for the better. Like, Mm -hmm. let's think from that angle, I think more so. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205-883-8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. I'm curious, like a little bit more about how you started getting into doing Akashic record readings and like how that ties into your work in nutrition with clients. So I always say, I feel like there was my life before my first reading and my life afterwards. Yeah. And you know, about the power of the Akashic records. I felt like when I had my first reading, I was at a really low place. I was at a point where I'm like 95% sure I was in my own dark night of the soul I was contemplating some major life changes, big things that would shift my life completely. And I was struggling. I was crying like every day. I didn't know what to do. And I had this reading and I felt like I was seen for the first time. Like that's the best way I can describe it because in the records, the person's in your soul. They're in your database, your giant computer of everything you've ever done, thought, said, all possibilities, et cetera. And I felt like I was seen and understood on an energetic level for the first time. You know, so like, yeah, you are an empath. Yeah, you are extremely clairsentient. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're really anxious because you don't protect yourself. And I was like, yeah, they understand what it's like to be me and that those are gifts. And I think that was just so powerful for me to see, have someone understand me on a deeper level, as deep as I understand myself, because they are in you. And I think no one else is you, right? No one else has the exact same experiences and life upbringings that are, even if you have siblings, they don't perceive things the exact same way. And so to me, the Akashic Records is like someone else seeing you in your life through your own eyes, the only way you've ever experienced it. And to me, that is so powerful. So of course there's answers there. There's understanding. There's, there's so much in there that can help you, change you, shift you, guide you that you would otherwise not be able to get, whether it's from, you know, a therapist, a friend, an naturopath, et cetera, because they don't have that same experiences. But when you're in the records, when I'm in the records from someone you know, I see their life like a movie. It's like a movie to me and I can see it all. And that to me is just so powerful. And so from that, I 
well, A, learned that apparently I'm really good at reading records, which is fun. Yeah. Um, started reading records. And I just, the more I practice on people, the more I got insight as to all the energetic things behind the health things they were suffering with. Um, and just opening up intuitively, I was like, oh yeah, you're constipated. They're like, how did you know I was constipated? Oh yeah, I feel like constipated and you need to probably release this. And I'm feeling some, you know, X, Y, Z. They're like, whoa. They're like, yeah, when I, you know, I, when I was seven with my mom, this happened. I'm like, yeah. And I feel like it's just been able, it's allowed me to help people on such a deeper level than I was when I was just a naturopath and not saying anything against naturopaths, like naturopaths are amazing. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to like make it, them seem not as, as great. Like they are, but for me, this really blew up my world and further expanded what I was able to do for people and offer people when I was able to see deeper into their emotions, their trauma, and get more answers for them in the records. Because for anyone who's not you know, aware of what they are, I'll give you a short Coles notes. Their record of everything past, present, and future, all past possibilities are ever has been, as well as all future possibilities are ever will be. So some people are even carrying around like past life stuff. Some people have perhaps suppressed down things that happened when they were five that they don't remember. And that's sitting in their unconscious mind, but that guilt from that thing that's in their unconscious mind is causing some of their gut health symptoms. So I'm able to go back and because I can see this, but they've suppressed this, they wouldn't have been able to perhaps because if they're not aware of it, then that's not going to come up in therapy. If they're not aware of it, then they're not going to come up to release it. But with the work I do, I'm able to dive deeper and they're like, oh, and suddenly they have this flood of emotion. They start bawling their eyes out and they feel like, I don't know, like a blue triangle in their chest. And I'm able to like release that. And it's, it's just so crazy. The energy that we store in our bodies that we may not be aware of. And so with the records, and the more I practice them and the more I've gotten like more specific information, I'm able to be like, okay, yeah, this is what the problem is. This is kind of what you need to do. Like maybe you need to eat more cooked foods or maybe you need to go talk to your mom or maybe you need to write a love letter to yourself or whatever you need to do. Because in the records, there is that healed version of you. So that higher self, ideal self, whatever you want to call it, that exists. And so we're able to kind of tap into that version of you and understand, okay, what did she do or he do to get there from where you are? Mm-hmm. what steps did they take? What do they need to do? And like, to me, like I can go on the records forever and you know that there's so much information. I can give yeah. examples now from now to the cows come home, but like trying to wrap your brain around the vastness of the acoustic records is just like, there yeah. isn't enough. I know. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think, man, I think what a lot of people don't realize is it's such a fast track to information and the, the amount of healing that can happen instantaneously, like the number of people who have come like to me and we go on the records and in, you know, in an hour, you can work through so much and suddenly we've worked through all of their chronic illnesses, all of their trauma. And that when, in an hour, somebody's like, holy shit, that was a whole life of healing. And I'm, I'm good to go. And I'm like, this is some magical stuff, but it's also like every reading every reading is it's like going to school and you learn so much just from like going into people's records and things that you never would have thought of before. Um, or even like, you know, and I think also for me, it really opened my eyes to the level of bio-individuality, like, because, you know, it, it really requires you setting your ego aside. And like, especially when you know so much, right. Like you, like you know so much about nutrition and health and it's like setting that aside for a second and really honoring like what's coming through. And sometimes it might be something that you're not expecting or like, this doesn't make sense, you know? Um, I, and I think something I kind of want to talk about is like getting the most out of a reading, because I think sometimes people misunderstand 
maybe sometimes how information comes through or like the best way to utilize our time because you can work through so much. So I know, um, I don't know if you have anything to say about that, but it's something that I, I like to talk to people about. It's like with targeted questions, it's like understanding the type of answers they might get. Do you, do you have anything that you'd like, like to share around that? Or like what, when people are going into the records, like more of what they can expect or like how to get the most out of that? Well, when people book a ring with me, I do kind of send them a PDF of like sample mm-hmm. questions that I okay. find are good questions of like how to structure them. So they always have that, but I find, I try to get people away from the like, oh, who am I going to marry? And the more of the surface stuff and more of like the under, like, sure, you can ask that, but I'm like, can we, we'll save that for the end and do more of the, the other questions to begin with. But I think a, to get the most out, you have to a be open. So if you are slightly hesitant and you're going in energetically, you're going to block me. And I may not be able to get as much information with you. If you aren't as open, you're like, oh, I don't know. This is kind of silly. So I always like to say like, this has to resonate with you fully. And I want, you have to be open to receiving the information. Otherwise I might be blocked off and I may not be, because you can energetically block me off if you don't want to know the answer. So if you're asking something and you secretly don't want to know, there's no really point in asking it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also know though that different Akashic readers are different completely in the way they receive and the way they relay information. Even people who've had multiple readers have come to me and been like, live like the way you, you get very specific information. Some people only get yeses and nos. I'm, I don't know, I guess, lucky enough, gift enough that I get a lot of very detailed information. Like I can spew on for the full hour and talk like as fast as I'm talking to you right now. But I do know that different readers, some people hear things, some people see things and they have to describe the scene that they're seeing. For me, it's very much like having a conversation with a friend. So I think it also depends like what to expect will de- depend on the type of reader and de- how they and their gifts and how they kind of relay the information to the records. Because I think everyone also relays the records differently. And if everyone's ever had one from you, I feel like you and I are very similar in the experiences I've had with you when you relay information. It's very similar to how I do like this, 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 do this, do that. And I think part of my blunt sag comes into it where I kind of get to the point, but I don't like the fluffy. Like I'm with me, I say, don't expect a fluffy. Oh, do more self-care. Take a bath. Like you're not doing self-care because you don't feel unworthy because your dad said this to you when you were seven. So let's go and heal this. And I go and I take them and the healing part, I do get a bit softer, but I get to the point. I do think that people, I do need to be prepared for big transformation. Be prepared to probably perhaps ball your eyes out with me. And which I think is strange. People are like, I'm going to ball my eyes out to a stranger. And they always apologize to me. I'm like, no, this is a release. This is what we want. But to be prepared that it is intense. It is not like perhaps going to a palm reader at a carnival. Like that is not the same. And again, yeah. palm readers I know great, but like the energetic exchange when you are in the records is so intensely powerful that so many people even start crying just when I enter the records. Mm-hmm. They suddenly feel a wave of emotion. So I think just being prepared and what to expect in terms of like that it is intense. There is a an aftercare in terms of you might feel exhausted after. It's going to take time to integrate. You might be overly emotional because it is quite powerful energetically. And I think people oftentimes underestimate and they don't understand that it's going to be a powerful experience. I'm not going to just going to tell them, you know, if their husband is their soulmate, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the nitty gritty stuff. And I think once you realize that and become with an open mind and open to understanding that like ready to transform and heal and deep level, that's when you're going to get like the biggest results. Yeah, totally. And I think that also leads into the conversation, like 
coming into contact with the vibration of truth is really triggering for people, right? That's like the second you go into like you're in that energy, like you're relaying what's coming through the records are open. Like a lot of people just immediately, right. They have the breakdown. It's like, because you're feeling the power of that frequency and that plays out like in our lives, right? There are so many people who are just triggered by truth. So people who get offended when somebody speaks their truth, this is like, you know, I even noticed for me personally, like, and we're very similar. We're like blunt to the point. Like, I don't care about the fluff. I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. A lot of people avoid me because they can't face the truth. Like, sorry. Right. I'm not saying my truth has to be everybody else's, but I will, I see people so clearly. And like, you're the same. It's like, we just see it how it is and we say it. And for somebody who's not ready to face that, they're like, I mean, they can't handle it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is a very powerful experience. It's not, it's not a normal psychic reading, you know? Um, I, I did want to ask, cause I'm sure people are just curious. Like I always like to ask people this of were you, have you always been naturally open intuitively, like with your psychic senses or was that something that was developed more later on? I think it was always there. I just think I wasn't in tune with it and I didn't have the boundaries enough to understand it. Like, I know I've always been very sensitive. Everyone always used to like make fun of me that, oh yeah, Liv always cries, Liv always, but it's because I was feeling people, but I didn't realize that I was feeling people. And like, I Googled like empath and clairsentient and I thought I was for so long, but I also for so long was so science-based and again, like not against the woo-woo, but didn't believe in the woo-woo that- I think it was always there, but it was more when I started honoring it and actually like, instead of dismissing it, being like, okay, yeah, I'm trusting in that and trusting in my gifts that the volume got turned up. So, and I always tell this to everyone, they're like, oh, it's so crazy. Like, you're so lucky to have these gifts. I'm like, but you're gifted, but you're psychic. Like everyone has like different, maybe you're more clear audience than clear senti, but everyone has different gifts, psychic abilities. It's more about turning the volume on. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us had the volume on when we were kids. But, you know, through societal programming and this and that, you were told that it didn't exist. The things you were seeing are the beings or maybe when you saw grandma who'd passed away in the corner, mommy said that she wasn't there. But that's not true. She probably was there. So we tied, you know, the volume back down. And so I think it's only a matter that my volume got, you know, turned on or tuned on, but that I've always, you know, had dreams, been intuitive. Even though I remember little, like there were beings in my bedroom, feeling people on a deep level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you were naturally, and this is true for me too. It was like, you were naturally doing the, the work to open up your psychic abilities without realizing it. Cause it's like the nutritional work and the emotional release and the boundaries, like all of that personal work. That's what, that's what opens you up intuitively. And I think that's something that's really hard for people to wrap their heads around. So many people come to me wanting to open up psychically and like, I can give you exercises, but at the end of the day, the thing that's going to open up your gifts is all of this, like the personal work. It's more about the vibrational work overall. And then, and then your psychic gifts just open up as a byproduct, which, you know, a lot of people just, again, they want the quick fix. So like, what's the supplement? What's the exercise? Like they want like one thing they can do to open up their gifts. And it's like, it's literally already there. We just have to remove things that are blocking it and, and trusting it. Right. Which really mirrors their, their trust in themselves. Um, so for anybody listening, just, just letting you know. <laughs> no, that comes up in every reading when I tell people, oh yeah, you're clear center, you're clear audience. They're like, oh, really? I thought so. I'm like, do you get ringing in your ears? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Oh, I thought everyone had that. No, no. <laughs> oh, I thought everyone knew this information. Oh, I didn't know. But, no, trust it. But that's your special, your gifted trust. It. Mm-hmm. And the, the trust thing comes down. I think it's also because we've unfortunately 
I'm not saying we've been programmed, but learn to trust outside sources more than ourselves. And I think the more you learn that trust comes within yourself, not from, you know, outside that your intuitive gifts are naturally going to open up because that's, again, that's your intuition. If you're going against your intuition, if you're not trusting that, well, how do you expect that to open up? Yeah. Like, oh, how can I open my third eye? How can I be psychic? Trust yourself. But if you're not trusting yourself in your work and you're trusting yourself in this and you're not doing the work, well, then how is that going to open up? Yeah. I mean, it's literally building muscle, right? It's like wanting to build certain muscles, but you're never you're never focusing on building them. It's like, I hope that it's like, you have to use it. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to use it to build the muscle. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, like, as we get to the end, I would love to hear more about, um, your, well, you will probably by the time people listen to this, be in a high 70 energy healer officially. Uh, Yes. One of the first in one of the first in the world. So exciting. So I would love to hear kind of like your experience with that, how that's, how that's shifted you, like what you've been noticing with the practice clients, um, you know, as we record this. Yeah. I just kind of want to hear your experience with it. I'm so excited that you asked. Cause I, I get so excited to tell everyone, even in my, like my, my day-to-day life about high energy. I'm like, no guys, like you do not understand. I'm not just saying this, you know, to, you know, stroke Christina's ego or anything like this. Literally it is the most powerful energy I have ever felt ever. And like, I've had so many sound healings raking. I remember the first time I signed up for one of your group ones. And I was like, Christina's amazing. I'm sure it's great. I'll just sign up. And I closed my eyes. I was like, whoa. And I was like, there I was like, Oh my God, like the buzzing, everything rolling through my body. I was like, this is next level. And like the way I can explain it, or maybe this will resonate for some and not for others. It's like being on plant medicine without being on plant medicine. Yeah. And I could not believe it. And I was like, it feels like you're on plant medicine, but it's not. And it's the transformation, the before I just, uh, the, I'm trying to put it into words. It's just crazy. Like, I'll, I guess I'll explain other people's perspectives when they, I've been practicing on them. So I've done five now, and even them have same, said the same thing about Ohio. They're like, I've had Reiki, I've had this. This is the most powerful energy. I have not vibrated or felt so many shifts or felt so many things in one session than I did with this. And the sessions I've been doing are only 30 minutes long. And for them to feel like, yes, by far, this is more powerful than any other healing I've had that was like 60 minutes or that is intense. And I think people are also, it's a very different kind of energy. It's a very, and again, I'm gonna use the words that other people have given me, very feminine, very loving, very nurturing energy. And it's that kind of energy that I feel like makes them feel like they're wrapped in a warm cocoon. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And they're able, like, don't get me wrong. They're able to release a lot, but they also have physical releases afterwards. Like I've had people who've had like definite physical purges to the bathroom, yeah. you know, from the energy that released. We're able to like upgrade energetic frequencies, you know, deep do DNA upgrades in terms of like income level. You know, people have had income levels increase. They've had, you know, energy release purging. They've released childhood trauma. They feel so much lighter. They've been like, I just feel like the possibilities are so endless. Yeah. And I just really could not believe the, how intense that this energy was. Like I've manifested, like, don't get me wrong. I was a good manifester before a high. When I charged my manifestations with this energy, like the last trip when I went to Banff, I manifested an upgrade to business. I manifested a hotel upgrade, a car upgrade. It was supposed to be five degrees Celsius, which is very cold and snowy. And it was going to, it was 20 and sunny the whole way. And I was like, no, I'm not available for that weather. It's just going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to get all of it. Like I charge my manifest. Like it's just, it speeds up so much. It's like any other energy healing 
collapse, quantum leaped, whatever, throwing all the words you want. <laughs> and it's just like that on steroids. Like that's what it is. It's like energy healing on steroids. I, I love it. No, I mean, I like, that's why I asked. Cause it's like, I think it's one thing to hear it from me, but like, I'm not making this shit up. Right. Like, and I, I also, I really, um, especially when I first started working with it, you know, I really liked sending it to people who have done a lot of other types of energy healing, like, because I wanted to hear their feedback and their comparison. And it was the same thing. And people ask me all the time, I think that I, sometimes people get really confused and they think that when I'm talking about experiences or things I do, uh, that I'm on plant medicine, I've never done plant medicine. I've never done mushrooms. I've never done any of that. Like I have smoked marijuana less than 10 times in my life. Um, I'm not against any of that. I just haven't ever used any of those tools. I haven't felt called perhaps because this was part of my path, right. To use this. Um, and I have a lot of friends who, who come to me for sessions and they, these are people who aren't super in this space, but they're like, they're the people who like to use plant medicine and they have stopped. They're like, I literally just come to you now because this is Mm -hmm. better. Uh, this is better for me. I feel better after and I get better results, you know? And so I think it's, it's another option for people. Um, it can definitely be similar and, and just where you go, like where you can go. People are always like, I feel like I was just on the biggest trip of my life. Um, so yeah, when I'm talking about these things, I'm not on drugs, you guys, I'm literally just, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what it feels like that. So like, if anyone's ever done plant medicine, I'm telling you, it's just as intense. So you may not know that, but it's, I can tell you, it's definitely just as intense, if not better. And I remember I was, I was like, oh, maybe I should become a Reiki. Maybe I should do something. Like I was looking for an energetic, but it never resonated. I was like, oh, like yeah. it just never, I was like, I want something more powerful. So I honestly think that like, I found your, your energy thing for a reason. And as soon as I knew, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I patiently waited for months and months and months until you opened the healing. And now I'm so excited to, to bring this, you know, to all my clients and even people that I've done the energy healing on they were, they've had like the practice sessions. They've had my normal one. And like my normal one is good. Don't get me wrong. Like I've got fantastic results, healed, you know, migraines and this and that, but they're like, yeah, no, this is so much more powerful than your energy healing from before. And I was like, yeah. 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 No, it's just, it's a total upgrade. I know for me, like I have always been somebody who I respond to any type of frequency work more than anything physical, tangible, like with my physical body and how I'm feeling. And I just gotten to a point where the energy I was receiving, like it just wasn't doing anything. I'm like, what worked before just wasn't doing anything. And it's like, I think a lot of us, I mean, as we make the shift on the planet, right? Like we are really, we're literally reactivating dormant DNA. We, we require higher frequency energy to even make a difference. You know, um, I'm curious, like, because I work in the records and I use a high and like, I use a high also to open the records, but like, it's a very different type of session. If I'm just like going for a read or an Akashic records reading than in a high session, like I do them very differently. And I know my experience, but I'm curious, like I kind of use them for different healing purposes. I'm curious for you, like it, it how you would decide, like if this is best suited for like a straight Akashic records reading, cause you can do healing in the records, like versus more of an Ahai session. I feel like I would keep them like how I do now, like a, a reading, which is more like a dialogue and then the energy healing. If they want to do an energy healing, that's something that I would do afterwards. Like, yes, the records are healing of themselves, mm-hmm. but the energetic exchange through like a high session is so much more intense. Like yeah. I can do five Akashic readings in a day. I could not do five, a high energy healing. It's just the amount of energy going <laughs> through me. The way my crown turns on, I was like, 
Yeah, there's no way. So I think the difference is like, to me, a reading is like where you get the information. If you are curious to want to know a lot of details mm-hmm. and healing is where I would relieve really to actually do the energetic clearing and more of like the in intensive clearing of maybe what you found out in the record reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the upgrades, the healing. Uh, yeah. I was so curious. Like I was just kind of waiting for your reaction. Cause I just knew I was like, I know what her schedule is like, and I know her like ability to, to like, do things. And, and I was like, I'm just, I was just waiting to hear your feedback about how it was going to affect your schedule. Cause I'm just thinking, I'm like, look, you can, you can, you do your schedule, but I think you're going to have to do less, less sessions in a day. Oh, for sure. When I did three sessions with my friends at the cottage, I was like, no, like I could not yeah. do this every day. So I think I, I'm going to keep Akashic records as like separate from a high and like an energy healing will be high. Like they're not, not going to marry the two. Cause if there's, you're right. Like there's, I think the amount of energy I'm now transmuting because it's such a high frequency. Mm-hmm. It's just, wait, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. It's like running an electric current. That's how I describe to people in my yes. life. I'm like, I literally like my system will fry if I give one more session this week. So this is a no, which comes back to like the boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. like needing intense boundaries as a healer, like as a reader, I know a lot of people listening to this, the boundary conversation, but literally realizing the energy that you're running flowing. Uh, it's the invisible stuff that, that we underestimate. Yeah. And also I think people underestimate, yes, you're healing someone else, but it's all coming through you and through your body. So don't underestimate the amount of energetic capacity that it takes for you to be able to perform that. Yeah. Yeah. And totally underestimate that so much. Absolutely. So, okay. This has been amazing. I want to hear like, so what's, what's new for you? What do you have coming out next? And you have different offers. I want to hear like what's happening in Liv's world. Where can, where can people work with you? What's, what's next? So depending on what this, when this comes out, um, hopefully I'll be done my high. So definitely come on over. Um, I do energy healing in general, but hopefully if you're listening to this in July or after you will be able to see the high for me, which I'm so excited. Um, I obviously do Akashic record reading. So if you're feeling blocked or stagnant and you feel like you need answers in your life, I would point to that. Um, and then if you feel like you just got a lot going on, both emotionally, energetically, nutritionally, and you want help with all of those realms, I would come over to my Instagram, let me know kind of what you're dealing with, struggling with. And I can also point you in the right direction of whether, you know, working one-on-one with me would be great if you have like a lot of trauma that needs to be released or whether a program would be good, et cetera. But I think that's the best way is to to come on over to my Instagram, see what's going on and let me know what you're dealing with. And I'll let you know how I can help. Yeah. And you have like, okay, I didn't even know that about your YouTube channel until recently. And I was like, holy shit. Like you've been doing that for a long time. There's a ton on there. Like how long have you been doing that? Like years, like six, seven years. Like that's how I started. Like I've been doing healthy recipes even before I went to naturopathic school. Mm -hmm. I've kept up with them. Cause like as much as I love what I do now in terms of like my clients energy healing, but like, I'm also so passionate about food and like food as medicine and food, not only being healthy, but also like being so delicious and like, yeah, just being, and like, I feel like it just brings so much joy. And so like, that's always going to be one of my joys is like sharing healthy, healthy recipes with people. So if you want healthy recipes, definitely go over to my YouTube, keep up with live. Cause I share lots and lots of those. Yeah. I totally like binged. I was like watching your channel for like two days straight. I was like, just, I, I don't watch recipe videos to be honest, because like, I just don't usually. And I just like, it's like, it's straight food porn. I'm like, I need it's paleo food porn. I'm like, I need this. Uh, okay. Give me, 
Okay. Do you have a favorite recipe right now? Like something you would recommend people check out? I'm going to go with favorite, but I'm going to go with a favorite slash a classic. Okay. I adore chia pudding, Mm. but I'm going to give people a hack. Do not make it with almond milk from the carton. You have to make it with a can of full fat almond milk. I mean, almond milk, coconut milk, sorry. Okay. Coconut milk, like from the can, not the Mm. carton. And that full fat coconut milk makes it feel so decadent and so rich that it's going to take it to astronomically better than like carton almond milk. Like I refuse to eat chia pudding made with any of that. And then like you can load it up with so many different like topping combinations. Like right now I'm doing like raspberries, cacao nibs and like almond hazelnut butter. You can do blueberries, like, but just the chia pudding in general, it's also really like satisfying tons of fiber, healthy fats. It's going to also keep you full. So you're not hungry in an hour. Like I like mm-hmm. it nutritionally, but I also like being able to put on all my fun toppings and all my like nuts and like change it up. Like I just, oh, there's something. And I think it's also like food form. You see people with all like their, their loaded bowls with all their mm-hmm. different like combos. That's, that's what I'm loving. And honestly, I'm famous for this chia pudding. Like people have explained to me like how much I've changed their lives when they started <laughs> using full fat coconut milk to make chia pudding. Yeah. And I know you're laughing, but it makes a huge difference. Okay. I like that tip. I, well, I've made your, like, what was it? What did I make? Your chocolate. It's like a chocolate. Like it was like a it wasn't a chia pudding because it had other seeds. It was like, oh, like a CD porridge. Yeah, yeah. The chocolate CD porridge. That is so good. So I highly recommend. That was on your Instagram. Is it on your YouTube too? Yeah, it's probably on both. I tend okay. to repurpose content. Yeah. So many, so many good recipes. So check them out. Okay. Remind everyone like where they can find you, all the platforms. Keepupwithlive.com. Keep up with live on Instagram. And then my podcast is the live well podcast where I share everything, mind, body, soul to help you live well and keep up with live. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Liv. I really appreciate it. Uh, and thank you everyone for tuning in today. We will talk with you soon. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Huge thank you to Liv for coming on the show. Make sure you connect with her if you haven't already. You can find her on Instagram at Keep Up With Liv, YouTube, Keep Up With Liv, her website, keepupwithliv.com, and on her podcast, The Live Well Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, take a screenshot of your podcast player, share it to social media, tag me, tag Liv, so we can say thank you for listening and repost you. And don't forget that if you do get value out of this show and you want to offer some support for the podcast, leaving an iTunes rating and review only takes a second and helps me out in a huge, huge way, super simple way to give a little energy and see what you can receive in return tenfold. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.